This episode is sponsored by UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Cruz tells its story every other week in its Story Cruise podcast. Listen to conversations about UC Santa Cruz news, research, breakthroughs, people, and events. Find Story Cruise on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Coronavirus seems to be on everybody's minds. Here's the scene in Santa Cruz County on Thursday. Many companies have told employees to work from home. Santa Cruz Warriors games canceled. A business expo at the Coconut Grove postponed. Most classes at Cabrillo and UC Santa Cruz have gone online. As of Thursday night, the county has seven confirmed cases of the COVID-19 coronavirus. Anxiety levels are up, to say the least. Especially at Costco in Santa Cruz. I went there on Thursday afternoon. I spotted four people shopping in surgical masks. Toilet papers sold out. So are paper towels. Outside, I talked to Alex Hernandez. She's a senior at UC Santa Cruz. She's 21. I mean, coming here to grocery shop um, as a low budget kind of person, I kind of need things really quickly. And it's um, a lot of like necessities, especially because I live in a big house, a big college house, it gets kind of dirty. That's kind of like troublesome for me to see like basic cleaning supplies and like water, toilet paper is much more scarce than it was before. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. And I'm Stephen Baxter. This is Santa Cruz Local. In this episode, we're going to talk about who can get tested for the new coronavirus, what's the availability of testing kits, and what you can do to help prevent the spread of this virus in our community. You probably already know the coronavirus is spreading throughout the world. The most cases are in China, Italy, and Iran. It's a flu-like illness. Symptoms include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. People older than 60 are particularly vulnerable, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Wednesday in Santa Cruz County, health officials announced the first coronavirus patient who caught it from someone in our community. The previous cases were people who recently traveled outside of the county. They expect more cases beyond the seven that have been confirmed as of Thursday night. One of the cases was at Rio Del Mar Elementary School. To get an idea of what the county is doing to limit the spread of the virus, I spoke to Michaela Caton. She's an epidemiologist at the county. I spoke to her Thursday at her office on Emmeline Avenue in Santa Cruz. I asked her if she thought we were overreacting with all these closures and cancellations. I don't think that we're overreacting. I think um, people may be concerned about the disruption that's occurring in their daily life, but we have to impart social distancing and closing these large, you know, congregate settings so that we can protect members of our community who are at higher risk for these severe outcomes of COVID-19. And although 80% of the people who get it have those more mild to moderate symptoms, uh, so far there isn't a treatment, there isn't a vaccine for it. And that's very scary for members of our community who are um, immunocompromised or elderly or have other underlying health conditions. 
I saw on the county's website that people over 60 are considered at high risk. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That is correct, yeah. I've heard some skepticism from people over 60 who say, I don't feel immunocompromised. Why, why is 60 the threshold? I think we established that the threshold, and I've said that in air quotes because I've, things are likely to change as we're learning more, but it was based off of the data that was coming out of China and other countries and seeing how the virus was moving through those populations and who was really affected the most. And it was people over 60 with underlying health conditions. What's the rubric for who gets tested? Uh, well, it's really up to um, you know our discretion and the health officer's discretion. But what we've been trying to stick to is you know how severe are their clinical symptoms, and then a set of epidemiologic epidemiological risk factors. Some of those risk factors include known contact to a confirmed laboratory confirmed COVID nineteen case, having returned from um, a level two or three country that CDC has been announcing pretty regularly, or being a healthcare worker and having close contact with a possible case. So that's one of the priorities, yeah. But unless they are symptomatic, we can't conduct testing. And so that's kind of the critical point there is you have to be symptomatic to get testing. Yeah, what kind of testing is going on in the county right now with people who are symptomatic? So all of our testing right now is going out of county. So we partner with um, Santa Clara Lab mostly for our testing, um, although you know the, the capacity there is limited. They're only running you know, probably less than 100 tests a day. And they're also doing labs for other counties too because not every public health jurisdiction has a public health lab. So we're, you know, working very closely with our partners in that. And then, of course, there's also testing at the state level as an option. And now commercial testing has come on board with companies like Quest and LabCorp. Yeah. So there is capability in the county, but it's limited by how much Santa Clara can do. Right. And so what we're doing to address that is really prioritize uh, the calls that we get from providers around their patients and if we can't accommodate testing through our county public health lab, we always recommend that if the provider is strongly suspicious of COVID-19, that they go ahead and test through uh, the commercial labs. There's That's completely up to the provider. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, what's your knowledge of the status with the com availability of commercial testing? Like, is that sort of the more more available route right now for mm -hmm. clinics? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, that's kind of what normally happens with other diseases, too. So I'm really glad that commercial testing is on board. Quest had at one point reported that they could do 1,300 tests a day, but I apparently they're also at capacity and overwhelmed with testing. And I, I think that's a temporary thing. I think as we get more used to this process, you know, capacity will increase. It's just a matter of time. Doctors in Santa Cruz County who want to test patients for the coronavirus have access to testing kits. So far, the limiting factor has been the lab's ability to process those kits. I talked to a representative from Quest Diagnostics on Thursday. She said that they're ramping up their capabilities. They will have done several thousand tests by the end of this week, and in the next six weeks, they plan to do tens of thousands of tests. I asked Michaela a few more questions. 
given what you know about our county's capacity right now to deal with, you know, a possible outbreak and the availability of beds here for people who are infectious. What's your take on how worried people should be? Um, I would say don't be afraid, just be prepared. And what I mean by that is just be mentally and physically prepared. So if that means that your day-to-day life is going to be destroyed Disrupted. If you have a child and their school may be closed, think about how that's going to impact your life and have a game plan. I think just that notion of getting your general preparedness, if you have medications that you rely on, have make sure that you're talking to your doctor and you have a few weeks supply of those. If for whatever reason you're quarantined and you can't, go pick them up. And it's a lot of what-if scenarios, but just having that general preparedness is always really important. What is the latest on what we know about how the virus is spread? It's primarily spread through respiratory droplets. So that means inhaling or coming into contact with sneezing and coughing people almost pretty directly at close contact, meaning, you know, within six feet. Um, You know, we're still learning more and more about how it's transmitted. And there have been some reports of possible asymptomatic transmission, but we, there's not a lot of research on that yet. And so it's not thought to be the primary route uh, or way. What steps are you taking? Like, take me through your day. What are you personally doing to prevent um, your exposure to this virus? Um, So the first thing I do every day is I'm looking at the CDC website for updated guidance on what we know about coronavirus, uh, which which states or counties are being impacted the most. There's this wonderful website developed by John Hopkins that shows a data dashboard of um, cases almost in real time and where they're located. So just being up to date on the, the most current information from vetted sources, I think is the primary thing you can do. And we have our website as well, and we're trying to update that. And then the other thing that I do is wash my hands constantly. Um, I think as we're learning more and more about who is infected and how it is being spread, um, that's really important. And limiting how many times you touch your face. I know myself, I I tend to run my hands through my hair and touch my face pretty frequently, but even doing things like that can really limit how much you are exposed to, especially now, not just with, you know, this novel coronavirus, but the fact that we're still in flu season. So those are just some of the few, like, key takeaways that I try and reiterate. What is it that you really want people to know? If you're sick, stay home. And if you're really worried that your symptoms align with COVID-19, call your provider ahead of time, schedule an appointment, let them know so that they can come out to meet you outside and give you a mask if necessary and assess you in a way to limit exposure to other people. If you're not very ill, um, you know, you can recover at home. I We really don't want to over impact or overwhelm our healthcare facilities right now. I think we really want and urge people to take a little responsibility in mitigating spread because 
our, our county is doing a lot of work in responding, but it really does take the whole community. Last week, Santa Cruz County Health Officer Gail Newell declared a local health emergency. This is not a measure of how bad the outbreak is. It simply allows the county to get at possible state and federal emergency funding. Part of the reason you've seen so many meetings and events and gatherings canceled this week is because the county just put out this set of guidelines. They're called social distancing guidelines. They're basically recommendations for event planners about when to cancel. Here's Mimi Hall. She's the Santa Cruz County Health Services Agency director. She spoke at Tuesday's Board of Supervisors meeting. These guidelines are intended to ensure that across our entire community, we reduce any opportunity for transmission. And the period of two weeks is um, the period of time that we would typically monitor anyone who has um, potential exposure to COVID-19. And I know it's difficult. Um, It may have many, many impacts on families, on the local economy. I hope that the federal and state government will have some measures to alleviate those concerns, but our first and primary concern right now is protecting our community. Among the guidelines, if you're 60 or older, limit your outings. Don't attend gatherings of 50 people or more. Second, if you're planning an event of 50 people or more, consider canceling it. At the very least, have a way for people to wash their hands. And then third, disinfect surfaces like counters and rails or doorknobs or anything that can, it is frequently touched. And then fourth, try to work from home if possible and have a childcare plan if possible. Your kid's school may be closed for two weeks or more. Our ask is that every individual, every family, every business, every organization, every church, think outside the box about how they can help their neighbors. So for example, if one of our schools should close or a few of our schools or a whole district should close, employers who have the flexibility could think about allowing well children to be at the workplace with their parents just for a period of time. There, there are many, many other examples and um, I encourage the, the community to feel empowered. You don't need to wait for government to tell you to do these things. You have all of these things within your power and we're asking the whole community to come together and assist us. A new development Thursday was that Governor Gavin Newsom said that you can't have gatherings of 250 people or more. Newsom said he considers it mandatory, according to the Mercury News. We'll keep tracking the local response to the coronavirus as this story unfolds. Besides health impacts, there's bound to be many economic impacts over the next several weeks and possibly months. In the meantime, we heard one piece of advice from the City of Santa Cruz's Economic Development Department on Thursday. Department leaders are advising small business owners to track any losses that they think might be related to the virus. For example, if you're a catering business and your events are canceled, what are the costs of the food that's spoiled? There may be money available for you down the line. Schools. As we were recording this, we got notice from the Santa Cruz County Office of Education that they're going to close all Santa Cruz County schools for the week of March 16th to the 20th. Now, Mimi Hall, the Health Services Agency Director for the county, had said that they were only going to advise schools to close if they had a confirmed patient within that school. This letter, Thursday night, from the county health officer, Gail Newell, 
says that while the number of cases in our county remains small at this time, the Santa Cruz County Public Health Division expects these numbers to grow significantly in the coming days and weeks, which may require a continued response. They also mentioned that several other districts in the state are making similar choices, including San Francisco Unified. Before we go, we want to hear what your questions are about the local response to the coronavirus. We have a survey. It's on our website at santacruzlocal.org. We've also linked to it in the show notes. We'll take the most frequently asked questions to our county leaders, and we'll report back what we hear. We also want to hear how the local response to the coronavirus is affecting you personally. And we want to hear your solutions. You heard Mimi Hall ask the community to help each other. What are you, your business, or your neighborhood doing to help our community get through this time? Again, reach us in our survey. It's at santacruzlocal.org. Stephen, how about you? How has the coronavirus affected you? Well, my daughter's preschool has been canceled for all of next week. The plan is for her to stay at her grandmother's in that time. So that's causing some anxiety. What's The other thing that's been running in my mind is that in other places like Italy, hospitals are overrun, right? Like nurses and doctors don't know what to do with all these patients. So I'm thinking, well, what can we do to support nurses and doctors on the front lines of this coronavirus And so I talked to my nurse friend today. The first thing she said is, try not to spread medical information that's not from real sources like the CDC. And the second was, if you have friends or family who are in the hospital, consider not visiting them just so you don't clog the hospitals. Kara, how has the local response to coronavirus affected you personally? Honestly, not that much personally. Professionally, yes, as a journalist, in this county it's the biggest news story we have going on this week i feel like things really changed in the last day or so since the county made the announcement that the virus is spreading from person to person in the county going around in the community i'm it's the thing that everybody's talking about in terms of a tip I can share. I have this bad habit of touching my face. I guess it's a nervous habit or something. But one way I found to break that is I've made this vow with myself that every time I touch my phone, I wash my hands. So it's actually led me to looking at my phone less, washing my hands more, and just like being really conscious of how dirty my hands are. So I just stopped touching my face altogether. Good, 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 good. (laughs) Sign up for our email newsletter. It's free. It's an easy way to get your local news. And we're in your inbox two to three times a week. Sign up is at santacruzlocal.org. If you're on our newsletter already, share it with a friend. We have about 1,200 people on our newsletter right now. And we're trying to double that by the end of April. Thank you to our Guardian level members, Chris Necklison, Patrick Riley, Elizabeth and David Doolin, and the Kelly family. You too can become a member. It's the main way we get funding. Membership sign up is at santacruzlocal.org slash membership. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. And I'm Stephen Baxter. Thanks for listening to Santa Cruz Local. Here's some bonus tape of Santa Cruz County Board Chairman Greg Caput 
It's from Tuesday's supervisors meeting. I know with uh, school kids, uh, uh, you know, they, they bring home a lot of things that go through families and all that. Uh, I have five kids and uh, so, uh, you know, we tell them to, you know, of course, wash their hands and everything like that. I know uh, my wife went out to buy some hand sanitizer and they're sold out everywhere. So what I did at my house, I don't know if it works or not, but I think it does. We have a bottle of whiskey and I just have the kids rub some whiskey on their hands. So when they go to school, if the teacher smells a little bit of whiskey, they're not drinking it. They're just rubbing it on their hands. Does that help? I'd like to make a, a here's my message to everyone. It, it, it's a good closing message because we recommend that there be hand sanitizer available widely. There's a shortage. There's a shortage even for businesses, employers, and healthcare facilities. So good old fashioned hand washing. Most of us have access to soap and water. And I would say that when your kids come home, when anyone comes home, I have kids as well. I, as soon as they come home, even before COVID-19, come home and wash your hands.